Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to the first uh, Impact Job uh, Talk podcast. And I'm here with Matt Peel, one of the partners of Impact Business Group. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, how to find good qualified candidates. Uh, the job market is, is pretty tight, uh, a low uh, uh, unemployment rate. And I was going to talk a little bit about how you can go about finding some good candidates in this tight job market. So um, welcome, Matt. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you having me. Yep. And um, tell me a little bit about uh, Impact first, uh, kind of get get a little bit of background information about Impact Business Group, how we got started, and, and when and why. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, Impact started, I guess, 15 years ago now. Okay. Um, uh, my partner, Mike, and I were with a company called Source Services. Uh, we worked collectively 10 years with those guys before. And Source was bought out uh, by Romac International. Um, we were an ESOP at that point, and and uh, Mike and I felt we could do it better okay. as far as uh, processes, working with candidates, working with clients, and and that's uh, how Impact Business Group started. We we had a vision that we could do this better uh, for both our clients and candidate constituents, and we stepped aside and uh, and founded Impact Business Group. Okay, and what would you say? Uh makes Impact Business Group a little different from other staffing companies? I hope people would say our process makes us different in that we spend an exorbitant amount of time up front with our candidates and clients to truly understand what they're looking for. Um, not just, uh, here's a resume, what do you think? It's it's really what types of people will succeed in this company, what types of people will fail. And we look for the cultural fit. Same thing on the candidate side. We really try and delve in and understand from their standpoint what that ideal role is so they can go back to their jobs and we function as the eyes and ears to the market. And when those type of roles surface, we get a hold of them and, and okay. say, this is the type of opportunity you've outlined for us. And, and are there any specific or particular types of uh, job roles or opportunities that you work with? Uh, for the most part, um, where IT, engineering, and accounting finance as an organization goes, that's our core. I hate to use the word boutique, but that's our, uh, that's our core business. Anyone in the IT field, engineering, manufacturing, supply chain, or accounting finance. Okay. But over the years, we've we've expanded that. We do some HR, customer service, APAR, but um, most people would define us as a specialty staffing firm in IT, engineering, and accounting finance. Okay. And uh, so, as I mentioned in the kind of at the start of the show here, uh, that the uh, unemployment rate is really low right now, record level low, I guess you could say. Uh, so, how has that changed how recruiters and Impact Business Group might go about searching and finding qualified candidates? I think it's helped us. Uh, as I said in the onset, our process is different. We're not calling people and say, hey, what do you think about this job? Um, our approach is, hey, this is the type of role you've defined for us as being ideal. So our processes have kind of further separated us from our competition, meaning um, starting with the candidate and understanding truly what's important to them. <laughs> and then when opportunities surface at a line, we're coming forward with criteria that they've laid out for us. Not in uh, in today's labor market, you'll see a lot of recruiting firms that take the approach, hey, I've got a perfect job for you, and what do you think about this role? Um, and it's just not a recipe for success. It's it's throwing it against the wall and hoping it sticks, and it, it doesn't benefit anybody. So if you're a 
uh, somebody looking for a job and if you're maybe talking to different uh, recruiting firms, what are some things that you might want to look out for and uh, what, what do you think might set impact aside from some of the other ones or uh, be more helpful? Yeah, ultimately from the candidate standpoint as they reach out to other recruiting firms, ideally it's us if you're in that IT engineering and accounting finance space, but as they reach out to that recruiting firm, helping them understand what that ideal role is. Um, it could be uh, industry, it could be uh, additional responsibility, it could be additional functionality, whatever is the motivator for that person to, to take a look at the job market. Uh, make sure that recruiting group truly understands what that uh, that ideal role is uh, versus the opposite approach is, here's a job description, tell me what you think. Right, so instead of just, uh Here's a resume and just kind of pass it along. Yeah, and that's what you'll find, right? And they'll they'll make a judgment based on your resume, which doesn't tell anything about you as an individual. And they'll see keywords or you know functional um, or industry experiences that align to what a client need is that they're servicing, and and try and push you forward or steer you towards that that role. And in fact, that might be an industry you want to stay away from, or you may want to. Uh, being a more forward-looking role than a heads-down individual contributor. So what do you think are the biggest changes in the in the job market as it comes to recruiting over the next few years? It's always tough to predict where the you know unemployment rate and things like that will, will change and head to over the next year or two, but uh, what do you think might be the biggest changes for recruiters and recruiting uh, over the next 12 to 24 months. Yeah, I don't envision that the the labor market um, is going to soften anytime soon. Um, and this is across the board. IT engineering and accounting finance, our core, we're probably sub 2% unemployment. But that unemployment rate applies for skills trades. It applies if you need to get your house painted at home. Uh, uh, finding good qualified people that can get the job done is, is going to be, be at a premium. Yeah. Uh, so... Is there anything that has surprised you over the last few years um, as far as where you have been able to find those good candidates when they're so hard to find? Uh, is there anything that maybe has kind of caught you off guard or surprised you as far as where you've been able to find them? Um, it is a evolving market with social media. It's an evolving market with um, how people are connected to different resources within a company that you know may have an opening. Um, so I think that the the world is flat. Uh, information is is available instantaneously. Um, so staying on top of or ahead of that instant gratification mode of here's a new updated job and and sitting in a meeting and a recruiter texted you or, or sends off a, a job description. It's almost in instantaneous today. So being part of that campaign and being in front of potential candidates and clients is is a challenge it's it's 24 7 in the recruiting world because uh, most managers are looking at resumes after hours um, and they can send interview requests or hey do you know if this person is still available and those types of questions usually take place after hours so being available and making yourself available in this market to serve both candidate and client after hours is, is at a premium. Yep. So are there any special places that, uh, as far as the Impact Business Group, that you would have your recruiters go and uh, look for candidates that might have been a little different than uh, a few years ago? Um, 
there's there's no bad place to look. You know, I think generally speaking, <laughs> accounting finance people uh, in general are more conservative and reserved in how they use social media. Um, so those folks typically network within user communities uh, or user groups, CPA associations, to start spreading the word that they may be be looking for 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 a role. So they take a more conservative approach on how they make themselves available. Uh, IT folks are obviously uh, that's their game, and and they're usually on the leading edge of the social media outlets, the job postings, and and how they go forward with presenting themselves. And, and engineers are kind of in the middle of that. They're, they swing a little bit closer to the IT folks and and their ability to use social media or or um, web services or job services to to make their their backgrounds known. So really try to kind of understand where each group kind of hangs out. Um, kind of really helps. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I, all all three disciplines are are math oriented. They're they're typically uh, um, pretty structured processes, and they want to stay within their swim lane of of networking with people they know and trust about making a career change. Um, so, being attached to those user groups and being visible and and being seen as a trusted partner. Is, is really key for all three of those areas. Yep, so for someone who, uh, whether they're new in the game in recruiting or maybe been at it for a while, uh, from your point of view, what would be a, like a number one tip or a, a few maybe tips that you would give someone um, uh, as far as helping them find qualified candidates or something that sort of stands out that really might make them stand apart from other hiring managers, recruiters, or uh, uh, you know, as far as trying to find good candidates. Yeah, from the hiring manager standpoint, you know, tap your network. Yep. We uh, we get so self self absorbed that we don't think about all the other options that are out there. Whether it be you know connecting with your school alumni association or or making your opening from a client standpoint visible um, on LinkedIn or or any other social media that they feel comfortable with saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for this type of role. If you know anybody that may align, let me know. So from the client standpoint, those are some things to make their position more visible and leverage their professional and personal networks to find people. You know, from the candidate standpoint, as they're looking for new positions, do the same thing. Uh, use LinkedIn to find uh, similar profiles that may have come out of the same university and connect with them um, and say, are there any openings within that organization that they're with today? Here's my background. Love to connect. So um, I know there's a perception that LinkedIn is is a social media platform, which it is, but it's a professional networking platform and, and making yourself available to internal talent acquisition people as well as third-party recruiters like us is is critical in that search so kind of the old school just get out of network basically it is still stands yeah the uh the tap your network has moved from you know the old school manufacturing directory or the old school business card which i don't know the last time business cards were exchanged but to uh to use in linkedin and and social media to connect with like-minded folks at an organization that may be of interest to you if you're targeting company XYZ. You know, leverage those folks that went to the same college or university as you did and do similar things at that company and you'll be amazed at the connections that are there. Okay, yeah, I agree with that. And so a lot of people, both 
you know, for as companies might be sort of hesitant to work with a staffing agency and candidates as well may not be familiar with how that works. So uh, from your point of view, what's maybe the biggest misconception that people might have working with either just a staffing company in general or maybe impact business group in specific? Yeah, from the client side, it's it's the fees associated with it. Unless we're involved in a, you know, retained search, which makes up probably fifteen percent of our business, the fees are all contingent. Um, there's no fee until we provide that hiring client the correct candidate. Um, the biggest perception in that or misperception in that is what about duplicate sends? The client owns that send that owns that representation of the candidate. And if if another firm has put somebody forward before you, they maintain ownership. It's not a duplication of effort. So on the client side, I think that's the primary uh, gray areas for them. On the candidate side, they still view or see the recruiting industry as a candidate fee entity and we're not we work on behalf of our clients the clients pay us our fees and and we're working for them um and as i say to all the candidates i may like this particular candidate the best uh out of the seven people we've pushed forward on an opportunity but i don't make the decision right our job is to put forward the people that we feel best aligned culturally and technically and they make the decision i don't make any decisions on it so so in the end it's still the uh the hiring manager over at the company that'll Take over the process and do the interviewing and hiring. Yep. 100%. I may like you the best, Mark, but I make no decisions in this. So my opinion doesn't matter only to the fact for my customer that this is a worthy conversation. You guys should connect and, right. and talk. Here's why. But ultimately, you both have to walk away from that meeting yep. liking one another and saying, this is a good fit. Let's continue the discussion. Yep. I can't influence it. I can't make anybody uh, hire anybody. It's their, it's their decision, not mine. So for a candidate point of view, it's still you know worthwhile reaching out getting your resume in front of a recruiter, building that relationship. And uh, uh, from what I've seen, too, is uh, a recruiter might be able to help someone get into a company or industry that they might not have otherwise if they just shut off a resume on their own to the company. So, Yeah, I, the benefits from a recruiting standpoint is, is, are endless, right? From a candidate standpoint, if we're doing our job, and we've been around a while, we've been in this market a long period of time, if we're doing our job, we have a proactive understanding of the types of people our client customers looking for. Uh, by the time that position makes it to job boards or social media, that's a reactive scenario. But we wanna know about those roles as they come out of the boardroom and be able to leverage our network and talk to candidates uh, before before so, that, that, that role becomes So the recruiters might likely know about some job opportunities before they ever hit Monster or LinkedIn or anything like that? Ultimately, that's the goal. Right. Ultimately, that's the goal. When you've helped a customer over a, a long period of time, you get to understand what types of people succeed there, what types of people fail. And those client organizations that embrace that top talent mentality, we were, were always keeping them aware of people that would align culturally and whether there's a spot open or not, they will talk to that candidate. Okay. And uh, that's where the value is. So I know we already touched on it a little bit, uh, but uh, within the, the three areas that impact works within IT, engineering, finance, accounting, are there any uh, uh, specific challenges within each part of the job market for each one of those, I guess, three silos? And uh, what are some pieces of advice you can give someone recruiting within those three groups uh, as far as maybe how to think about them a little bit differently and trying to find those candidates? Yeah, from an IT standpoint, um, 
again, the best advice I have to the candidate is making sure that they have a clear understanding of self. What's that ideal role? What's that ideal industry? Very seldom is compensation a top five and their motivator. But making sure they have those those pushes and pulls, you know, clearly defined to the recruiter and of themselves of what that ideal company and role looks like. So uh, for the IT folks, they're, they're able to research those types of companies and, and dig in pretty quickly. Accounting finance, same thing. You want to have your identifiers clearly laid out and then leverage those professional user groups that align with where your targeted search is. Network with like-minded folks in like-minded scenarios to see what opportunities exist. Uh, and last but not least for engineers, it's kind of a combination of both. Hit those user groups. but knowing that roadmap, what industry you're targeting, what type of role you're targeting, and then making sure you're aligned into those networking groups and LinkedIn or, or in social media settings so your background is made visible for, for folks in my seat to find you. Yep. So for someone who is a recruiter for a staffing company or maybe a corporate recruiter for a, an organization, uh, you would say is maybe try to connect with some of the local user groups, specific networking groups for those particular fields to try to connect with candidates a little bit easier than maybe just the generic LinkedIn search. Is that what yeah, without a thinking? doubt, right? And the company culture, the type of role, the industry are, are things that are the primary change agents for a candidate. It isn't, hey, I need to make $5 an hour or $10,000 an hour more. My analogy is, you know, um, you know, I could pay somebody, you know, hundred thousand dollars a year to to pick up rubbish in New York City uh, in the month of July only, which for those that have been in New York is the it doesn't worst sound experience. like too much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun, right? I can't can't pay you to enjoy the, the suffering that that goes through that type of scenario. So money's not the motivator; it's the culture, the team, uh, and obviously forward thinking opportunities. Where can I grow from here? Um, that are the biggest the biggest motivators for anybody and and connecting with you know user groups uh, professional organizations to uncover those similar type of cultures or teams is is key right okay uh, and then uh, lastly uh, if, if someone uh, wants to kind of reach out or connect with any either follow-up questions for us for this uh, podcast or maybe uh, wanting to connect about uh, either job opportunities or trying to find candidates will be the best ways to, to do that. Well, thanks to you, Mark. Our, our social media presence is, <laughs> is excellent. So uh, certainly encourage people to hit our website, impactbusinessgroup.com. There's so many different ways to connect to us. Um, feel free to send an email at uh, jobtalk at impactbusinessgroup.com. Happy to answer any questions, as will you, on, on yep, absolutely. Uh, the market, recruiting, how to find a new job, or if we can help you you know, individually or professionally, let us know. Job talk at impactbusinessgroup.com or our website are the best ways to, to connect with us. Yep. And we're planning to have a new uh, job talk every week. So if you um, have any topics that you're thinking would be interesting for us to talk about or uh, maybe some follow-up questions to, to this podcast that we can answer for the next one, uh, just shoot us off an email like Matt said. Uh, we'll be happy to, to talk with you and, and connect with you and uh, follow up. So Yeah, for sure. If there's, if there's areas that will lend itself for the seat you sit in, please reach out to us and let us know. We're happy to talk about um, 
any perspective, whether it be from a client's standpoint or a candidate standpoint or an overall job market. Happy to answer anything that uh, you think would be uh, helpful from the seat you sit in. Yep. So thanks for joining us again. This was the first uh, Job Talk podcast. So uh, whatever platform you happen to be listening to us on, hit the uh, subscribe button so you can uh, get notifications when we post our next episode. Uh, and uh, uh, again, reach out to us if we can help you with anything. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.